Good morning, everybody. On this April 5th, it's Palm Sunday, and I am coming to you with the message for Connect today from my living room. So I'm here in my home. Um, I know you're there in yours, and we are going to worship God together today. It is Palm Sunday, and I hope you've uh, taken a sprig of greenery or something and put it on your door um, as a sign of the hope in which we enter into this holy week. Um, we're going to talk about God's hands today. And God's hands are hands that hold the oceans. They're hands that catch our tears. And they're hands that um, formed and shaped this world. And so they're hands we can trust. And so as we go into this message, I want you to um, think about all the ways that we can trust Him and then we're going to look at how Jesus taught us to place our life in God's hands. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we ask that this time be one in which you would open our hearts to you. One in which you would remind us that your hands are hands of refuge and of strength. Hands of creativity and hands that give worth and value to us. And so in this hour, as we worship together in spirit, though apart, you bring us together through your hands. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Today's scripture comes to us from Luke's gospel, the 23rd chapter, verses 44 through 49. Hear these words of the gospel. It was now about the sixth hour, and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour, for the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breast and went away. But all who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. In this passage, we hear Jesus himself place his life in God's hands. In the message, Eugene Peterson translates the phrase, into your hands I commit my spirit, to Father, I place my life in your hands. Throughout the Bible, we hear of people placing their life in God's hands. And so today I want to talk a little bit about God's hands. And so as our start, we talk about hands. Hands are powerful. They are central to our lives. What could you and I do without our hands? Our life story is permeated with just that. This morning I invite you to look at your hands. Your hands. Think of all the things they have done. These are hands that have held a baby, dried a tear, cooked a meal, cooked a lot of meals these days. Lots of us are brushing off those cookbooks. They have reached out and patted someone's back on an accomplishment. They have um, 
done all sorts of things. Perhaps you've picked up a craft or two during this time that you laid down. I've picked up cross-stitching again. And without my hands, I couldn't do those things. Our hands give a history of our life. What story do yours tell? How many accomplishments have you had with your talent, willingness, training, and dedication? Each of us is different. Each of us has their own skills and has the ability to accomplish different things all according to God's plan for you. Just depends on whose hands your life is in. Hands change the value of the object in them. Think about the cost of a basketball at your local Walmart or sporting goods store or a baseball. That basketball in my hands wouldn't be worth very much. But in Michael Jordan's hands, that basketball becomes worth millions. Think about a glove and a baseball. We could go out in our backyards and play catch with those items that just don't cost very much. But if you place them in Freddie Freeman's hands, all of a sudden it changes the game. How valuable are the objects that pass through Michelangelo's hands? Or the brush held in the hand of da Vinci? A rock in my hands would just be a rock. Yet combined with a slingshot and David's hands, it became a mighty weapon. It just depends on whose hands it's in. Two fishes and loaves, five loaves of bread in my hands would make a couple of fish sandwiches, at best, with some bread on the side. But two fishes and five loaves of bread in God's hands, in Christ's hands, fed thousands. I could do very little with a few nails. But in Christ's hands, they produce salvation for the entire world. If our hands can make such a difference, think about the creativity and power of God and what His hands did for us. Of what Christ, placing His life in God's hands, has done. Throughout Scripture, God's people are compared to clay in the hands of the potter, the hands of God. Isaiah 64, 8 tells us, But now, O Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, and you our potter, and all of us are the work of your hand. Just as Michael Jordan's hands make that basketball extremely valuable, God's hands Increase our worth, value, effectiveness, and success beyond our comprehension. What this requires for us, however, is to be like that clay. Passive, acquiescing in how God molds us and how He sees fit to use us. And that can be hard to do. Many of us struggle wanting to be in control. We all want to be in control right now. We want our fate and destiny to be in our own hands, not the hands of the person next to us in the grocery store, not the hands of the person around us. In fact, some of us are what we would call control freaks. But again, if the basketball 
insist on independently staying out of Michael Jordan's hands. It's only worth about $25. God is a genius of an artist, a sculptor, a painter, a potter, better than Michelangelo, better than da Vinci, better than Michael Jordan. And we as clay objects are made into vessels of honor when we are happy to place ourselves into his hands. I'm reminded of the song that I heard my mother sing many, many times. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. You are the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yielded and still. Throughout scripture, we are told that we are safest in God's hands, that it is there that we find protection. And in these perilous times, times that we never expected to live in, just like this, his hands are where we find our safety, our rock, and our refuge. God's word gives us some very clear instructions on staying safe from harm. In Exodus 33, the glory of God is about to pass by Moses, who is on Mount Sinai. And God's glory was known to be too awesome for any person to experience and live. And so in verse 22, God tells Moses that he will pass by. And to protect him, God will cover him with his hand and keep him safe. Similarly, in Exodus 12, God sent an angel of death into Egypt. It sounds somewhat familiar to the news reports we see each night as we see the totals for each day appear. Our Jewish friends will be celebrating Passover this month. God gave them strict instructions to remain safe. They were told to stay home under the blood of Jesus' hands, under the blood of the Lamb, and the epidemic would pass over. That branch of greenery you've placed on your door, if you've participated in that custom this year, is a reminder of his hand and his protection. May I take a moment to echo the voice of Moses this morning, the voice of our governor and the voice of our president. May we hide ourselves for a while under the protection of God's hands, staying home, and in doing so, protecting yourself, those you love, your family, your friends, and your neighbor. Please look at where I am. I'm home. Hiding and trusting beneath the mighty hand of God, just as the Hebrews did on Passover. And I trust you too are staying put. If you do, we all stand a chance of safety on an even greater level. I'm reminded of the song, Hide me now under your wing. Cover me with your mighty hand. Will you join me in allowing God's hand to be your protection, your rock and your refuge as you are home these days? The last thing I want to talk about today is how we are called, like Jesus, to surrender ourselves into God's hands. In confirmation, we have played a game before 
where one of the confirmands stands in the middle and we put a blindfold on them and the other confirmands gather around them. And the confirmand who's blindfolded will lean in different directions and no one quite knows where they're going to go. And the confirmand doesn't know if the safety of their friend's hands is going to be there. What the Word of God tells us is even when we can't see what's around us, even when we can't see what's ahead, His hands will catch us. We can trust ourselves in His hands. Jesus Himself on the cross said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. In those words, He reminded us that it is exactly what we need to do to surrender ourselves to God, to place our life in His hands as the message interprets that passage. To say, Father, into Your hands I place my life. Into Your hands I place my family. And that doesn't mean being reckless. That means that we are called to walk the difficult roads. Jesus walked many difficult roads, and in Lent we explore those fully. In His death on the cross, He taught us one of the most valuable lessons at all of all, and that is that we can trust God's hands to hold us, hands that hold the ocean, hands that hold our tears, hands that are there to catch us whatever direction we go in. Let's hear those words again. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. These are words that Stephen, in the midst of being stoned, uttered as well. These are words that say, God, regardless of what's coming, you know what's better for me than I do. You know. So I am surrendering. I will relinquish control and I will trust you fully in this time. Friends, these are dark days. These are difficult days. And yet we have a God who is with us, who we can trust. You know, in this time, we all deal with it differently. And pardon my tears. I've shed a lot of those during this time. But as Christians, we know that God is good. And God is able. And God would not have allowed the nails to go into Christ's hands when He died for us if He had not met His promises. His word is filled with promises, and he tells us, I've got you. I've got you. And friends, I'm here today to tell you through tears, God has you. God loves you. And God sent his son for you. And we are reminded that we can place our life in His hands. Powerful hands that give us so much more worth than we could ever have on our own, for we are His children.
I am reminded, and um, y'all pardon me, I'm going to sing. I want you to sing along with me. I'm reminded of that beautiful, wonderful VBS song. And I'm going to put my Bible down for just a second, but it's, it, do it with me. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. Instead of panic, friends, instead of despair, let us be reminded that we are resting in the safe, artistic, life-giving, worth-giving, beautiful hands of God. Friends, you are loved, you are cherished, you are valued, you are the church. Our building may be closed and empty today, but you are the church and that church is alive and well. You are the body of Christ. 